Universal Car Care provides high-quality automotive repair and maintenance services. With over 20 years' experience, solutions are their business. Whether you're driving a BMW, Ford, Nissan, Mini Cooper, or any other vehicle, Universal Car Care will honestly evaluate your car, then prioritize any necessary repairs with you to work within your budget. Contact them today at 909 629 7621 and mention EOTM Radio for discounts. Conveniently located in Pomona off the 10 freeway. 909-629-7621. Hey, hey, y'all. What's up? Carla B is here and you are tuned in to the E2 correcting the system of unequal justice. Hold tight, y'all. American dream ain't nothing but another calculated scheme to get us locked up, shut up and back insane. Who denies us the future? Rob our names, kept my history a mystery, but now I see the American dream wasn't meant for me. Cause Lady Liberty's a hypocrisy lied for me. While it's for freedom, education, equality never gave me nothing but slavery. And now look at how dangerous it made me, calling me a madman. Cause it's strong and bold with this gun full of knowledge of the lies it told. Promise me emancipation and this new nation. Are you a Gave my people with salvation. Fathers of the country never cared for me. They kept my ancestors shackled up in slavery. And Uncle Sam never did a damn thing for me. Set lie about the facts in my history. So now I'm sitting here mad because I'm unemployed. But the government's glad because they enjoy it. When my people are down, so they can do us around. Time to save the government now. Pass the power. 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 Pass the
Panther Power. Power. As real as it seems, the American dream ain't nothing but another calculated scheme to get us locked up, shut up and back and say, who denies of the future, blah blah name, kept my history a mystery, but now I see, the American dream wasn't meant for me, cause Lady Liberty's a hypocrisy lied to me, while it's for freedom, education, equality, never gave me nothing but slavery, and now look at how dangerous it made me, calling me a madman, cause it's strong and bold, with this couple of knowledge of the lies it's told, promise me, emancipation, and this new nation, all you ever gave my people was salvation, fathers of the country never cared for me, they kept my ancestors shackled up in slavery, and Uncle Sam never did a damn thing for me, Set lies about the facts in my history, so now I'm sitting here mad cause I'm unemployed, but the government's glad cause they enjoy it, when my people are down, so they can do us around, Thomas saying the government now, pass the power. Hi, my name is Gerald Rose. You are listening to Correcting the System on Equal Justice on EOTOnRadio.com. Uh, we have a great show tonight. Um, I do have a special guest of Lucy Diaz, who's uh, my research director and also represents the Hispanic community uh, in Toledo, Ohio. And um, I know that there is a, a lot of going on among different races, but uh, I just feel that it's time for African Americans and Hispanics is to bridge the gap. So, Miss Lucy Diaz, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, Lucy. Um, first of all, you know this is a small world. Deja vu. Um, you, when I first uh, connected with you, you said that my dad, uh, your mom, used to work for my dad, and I was like, wow, I never knew that. But now, you know, we're working together as partners in in New Order. So, kind of explain right quick your role for the organization. Then we're going to get into the to our subject on how we can bring both communities together. So kind of explain why you got involved. And as you know, um, New Order is, uh, is a human rights organization. We're for all God's children. But you do understand about, you know, the racial profiling going on among both communities. So kind of explain your role in the organization before we get into our subject tonight. Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Lucy, and I'm the research director for New Order. Um, I basically research anything that um, comes to New Order, and if once I run it by um, Gerald, then he will let everybody know if it's a go-ahead. So I'm just, I just basically research, do a lot of research on different topics. Okay. All right. So, Lucy, let's get into our subject for tonight. Again, um, people, if you want to call in, please call in 718-664-6543. Um, Lucy, um, uh, as you quite know, uh, I know here in Georgia and Ohio, I know here there is a lot of division between African American and Hispanic community here here in Georgia. Now you are residents in Ohio, and as far as immigration stuff like that, what is your perspective on both communities? Can first of all need to work together? Is a division going on? How do you think how we can both come together resolve these issues in both communities? For both to come together, um, 
everybody just needs to work together um, to get along, basically. Um, there's a lot of tension between the African-American community and the Latino community throughout the, you know, different states. Um, where I'm from in Toledo, I don't really see, you know, that much of it up here. Um, it's, it's everywhere, but I don't, you know, I don't see it like you do down in Atlanta. Yes, and you are correct because down here, I know where. Uh, I'll be honest with you, when the when the Trayvon Martin and um, when when different uh, issues that happened, actually uh, here in Georgia, it was a young lady who was Hispanic, uh, was going to Kennesaw State College, and they tried to deport her because they said that she was illegal. But she was in this country uh, since she was a baby. You know, and uh, she got stopped, and her I think her license was expired, and they found out that, you know, that she was illegal in this country, but she was about to graduate from Kennesaw State College. She was Hispanic. And uh, the African-American community, you know, we came to her aid and actually New Order and, and different races came to her aid to, to, to address this, this issue. But I know when, when the Jordan Davis case went down and, and Trayvon Martin, you know, it seems, again, here in Georgia, uh, that it's hard for the Hispanic community to kind of work uh, with us when happens, something happens, you know, in our community. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, it's time to, to kind of, you know, bridge the gap because we're both, you know, minorities. We're, we're, we're both being uh, uh, affected by, by the system that's going on in our community, especially when we go going to the courtrooms and stuff like that. So that's why I'm glad that uh, when I contacted you about um, coming on in and, 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 and holding a top-notch position for the organization, also my contact person in Ohio, so it shows that we can work together. So we need to spread this message across America. So that's basically what we need to do. So, But there's a lot of division here. So uh, in your perspective, uh, are there a lot of uh, expanded games, um, games in Ohio as far as in Toledo? Um, there's not many. There's, there's a couple of them that are well-known, um, a lot of them that you will see are up in Detroit. I used to live in Detroit for a few years, and there are a lot of Hispanic gangs up there. Okay. Are, is there a lot of racial profiling as far as the police? Um, um, as far as um, Toledo police, you know, mess with the Hispanics in, in Toledo? Because I know I am from Toledo, and mm-hmm. um, as you know, there's a lot going on. So, um I guess a lot of them basically is on the north end. Is I'm correct? Um, the Hispanics? Correct. They live, no, there a lot of them are um, basically live in South End Toledo. Okay. All right. Do you ever see mixed gangs together, uh, like African Americans or Hispanics, if you do see them, or are they considered divided? I actually don't see the gangs myself, but um, I know of some people that are affiliated with them. And they're, it's like they're mixed. They, up here, it's like the African-Americans and the Hispanics, they come together. Okay. I don't see a when lot you of to, each other up here. When you say come together, what things do they do when you say they come together? Um, you see them playing basketball. Um, you see them walking up and down the street, um, just hanging out and, you know, just having a good time with each other, and you don't see any problems, really, with the um, Latinos and the African-Americans. Okay. Again, if you want to join the conversation, um, you're listening live on EOTMRadio.com. The call-in number is 
646-664-6543. I am currently um, talking to Lucy Diaz, who's a research director uh, for New Order, uh, who's, again, Hispanic, uh, who works with majority of African-American uh, organizations. So we're, we're working together. And what I can tell you, um, uh, Lucy, before you came uh, on board, uh, I know you had questioned me about, you know, it seems that we're just act, uh, <clears throat> helping out in our community. But I can tell you, Lucy, about, about three or four years ago, there were some African-Americans did a home invasion to a Hispanic family. And when I heard about that, I didn't just sit back and say, well, you know, it didn't happen to African-American family. I said, no. So I decided to have a racial harmony march. We brought uh, the Hispanics and African-Americans together to march against the violence that's going on in both communities. You know, so I took action. I was very proactive. So certain things don't hit the media, you know, but the local newspaper did advertise it. So, so I can tell you that, um, you know, this organization will continue to, to help all people because so, we have to be comfortable to one another because, again, you know, both races, I know here in Georgia especially, uh, it is a lot of racial profiling that's going on. So when we hit the streets, we need to come together. So do you agree with that? Yes, we do. We all okay. need to come together. Right. Now, um, I know that um, um, in the courtrooms in Toledo, Ohio, I know here in, 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 in Georgia it's mostly <laughs> African Americans and, and, and um, Hispanics waiting to see a judge. You know, yeah. just, I'm just keeping it real. So. Uh, what what is going on with the with the uh, when you go down to the um, to, to the courtrooms or whatever? Do you see uh, among the same thing in, in Ohio? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I see mainly African Americans and Latinos there in court. Okay. All right. Um, again, I am talking to Lucy Diaz, who's the research director uh, for New Order, and I'm just. Uh, I'm glad that uh, we got everyone together as all nationalists, you know, that's joining this organization, you know. And um, think, what about the um, the chapters <laughs> that we just opened up in Oxford, Mississippi, and other chapters that we're growing nationwide? How people are coming together to solve issues in this in in this community? What you think about how since she done came on, we're not just talking about it, we're being about it. Even about the young man uh, just beat the murder charges in Toledo. What's your perspective on that? I think it's wonderful that everybody can come together and help each other, and that's what we need to do. We need to be together as one. We shouldn't be looking at each other as a different race. We just need to look at each other as one. And that is true. That is true. And, you know, I don't understand, you know, why, um, you know, racism is still alive, but that's what we're up against. You know, so we have to break that curse, you know. So I know deep down the New Order We'll, we'll, we'll continue to, to fight for everyone. But, again, you know, when you're talking about the African-American community, Hispanic community, we always the ones to get stopped first, to get fired first, you know. But at the same time, we must show unity among our communities. You know, it's very important. So, um, mm-hmm. again, uh, as a matter of fact, on this Saturday, uh, we're going to have a thing called Juneteenth here in, in, in Marietta, Georgia. And I don't know if they do that in Toledo where um, – different vendors from, from, from the Hispanic community, African-American community. It's going to be held by the NAACP. Come together and show how we can work together so it's a day of fun. Now, do they actually have that? When you say they work together in Toledo, what, what is the things that they do 
when you say the Hispanics and African American community work together visible, what, 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 can you give me some kind of examples that, that, that can show that that is going on in Ohio? Because if it is, we need to get the word out about that. Um, well, like the fact, you know, there's some festivals up here that um, all the all the races go to, like the Latino Fest. Um, we have the African American Festival. There, there, and there's different ones, and, and it's like all races show up. And like I said, up here in Toledo, you don't see, you know, the races, like, going at each other all the time. And, wow. um, like, up That's here, like, 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 me personally, I have mm-hmm. two daughters that are mixed. Okay. And so it's like everybody, I don't know, it's like everybody gets along over here. You don't mm-hmm. see you don't see the Hispanics fighting against the African Americans. You don't see um, mm-hmm. the African Americans trying to fight with the Hispanics. You don't see mm-hmm. that up here. Okay. All right. We're going to be taking a break in about ten minutes. Again, you are listening live to EOTMRadio. dot com. Uh, my name is Gerald Rose, uh, your host. Uh, we start speaking to Lucy Diaz. Um, from Toledo, Ohio, who's my national research director who's representing the Hispanic community. And we're just trying to bridge the gap. Enough is enough. Um, mm-hmm. Lucy, you remember the, the, the thing that we addressed uh, about the gangs here in, in, uh, in Georgia where um, some Hispanics and African Americans went to do a home invasion in Kennesaw, Georgia? I had you research some stuff. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was a reason why I did that. You know, because, again, uh, I am not a selfish person. You know, when when somebody's family or any rights have been violated, you know, and when a Hispanic guy gave me a phone call and said, Mr. Rose, I need your help, and I immediately um, got in contact, um, we got in contact with him, and, um, and, and, we, and we went down to the radio station here in Atlanta at 103 and, and got on the radio and said that, um, you know, we need to, to, to bridge this gap. But what we're going to do now, we're going to um, um, take a, a break right now, and we will be coming back um, again speaking uh, live on EOTMRadio.com, and please um, come back. Thank you. Welcome back to EOTMRadio.com. My name is Gerald Rose. You are listening to Correcting the System Unequal Justice. My special guest, we have Mrs. Lucy Diaz, who's my national research director, who works all the way from Ohio, um, doing a wonderful job, and again, um, representing the Hispanic community, and uh, we're trying to bridge the gap, how we can all kind of work together. Uh, Lucy, at this time, kind of explain the, the family on how we're so close as an organization, even though we have staff members all over the United States. Oh, we are a very close family. I love working with New Order. Um, we are just so close. And we don't, I mean, there's a lot that I don't know personally, but <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they just welcomed me with open arms. And, I mean, I'm just like a family member. And I love them. I love everybody. Right, right. I remember when you had a, uh, a couple of deaths. Uh, in your family, and uh, we um, we just kind of just stepped up, and and you George Pride Outreach Director kind of 
you know, uh, anybody that has a, you know, a death in the family or just going through things, you know how we just come to everybody aid, you yeah, know. So that's okay. that's the tightness of this family, you know, because don't nobody come in with no drama, you know. If drama come in, <laughs> you must be, you will be dismissed, you know, because yeah. this is serious work that's going on out here. You got people talking about it, but you got to be about it, you know, and I'm just glad that uh, the New Order family from uh, Toledo, Ohio, Florence, South Carolina, uh, Oxford, Mississippi, Columbus, Ohio. You know, we're just doing wonderful, wonderful things um, throughout America. You know, so we're just going to continue to to do God's work. Now, mm-hmm. let's go back. Um, I know my last visit uh, to Ohio. Uh, I know you're familiar with the Moody Manor, and I think it's called the Cherrywood. Yes. Okay. Um, my to my understanding. Um, my last visit, there was a lot of gangs over in that area. Are you familiar with that? I'm not familiar with it, but I do hear about it on the news or read about it in the newspaper. Okay. How often do you hear things about them two locations? Because um, it seems that uh, when I do go online on 13 ABC News or the Toledo Blade, it's something always happening over there. Um, I know um, my last visit, I went over there. I was mentor, a young man in the uh, Mooney Manor, you know, told him, you know, to keep his head up, you know, continue to, you know, go to school. You know, he worked part-time um, at McDonald's. So, you know, it can happen. So um, now my understanding on the east side uh, where the sports arena used to be, there is a, that's where most of the other the Spanish are located in the city of Toledo. Is that correct? I know when I used to live there, that's where they are. they still on the east side of Toledo? Um, some on the east side. But like I said, a lot of them are in the south end. That's where I grew up, was in the south end. And the part that I grew up, they call Little Mexico because it's basically all Hispanics over there. Okay, kind of give us a little background because, uh, you know, Libby and Ro- Rogers and Libby was our rivalry growing up. So, <laughs> so you're talking about over there by, like, Western and all that? Yes. Okay, um, kind of give us give us a little Mexico, background. We say little yeah. little Mexico. Give me a little background. There's a lot of businesses over there as well. Um, there yes, there's some um Mexican businesses like the bakeries, um, restaurants that are authentic. So it's like, and then they have um recently they just put um artwork on the on the overpass of the bridge and on some buildings that you know it's like Hispanic artwork, very beautiful. Okay. Okay. Um, I know here um, in Georgia, you have um, gangs and stuff like gang signs. I sprayed it like on trains and, and different buildings and stuff like that. Um, so is that a lot that's um, that's going on um, um, up in Ohio? Do you see a lot of like if you're riding around the city and stuff like that? Uh, maybe some Hispanic. Games or something? Do you see stuff sprayed on buildings? And in, in, I know Toledo's not that big. Do you see no, any of that? No, I mean you do see some stuff, but um, the city is so you know in a way good because like right they try to cover it up right away, to where right, it's not right. very visible. But there are some parts here in Toledo that if you do go into, you will see a lot of gang writing. So like by the you know, like the e ways and like by the busy streets, they try to cover them up. 
Right, right. And I'm glad you're even covering up the violence because I think the Toledo Blade, what was about three or four months ago, they had a, a special article that came out where I know that the mayor and the chief of police uh, was disagreement on the violence that was going on in Toledo. You remember the big article that they wrote up in the Toledo Blade? Mm-hmm. And uh, they, the, the mayor at that time, I think it was, was the Chief Bell, was trying to downplay that there's no violence and gangs going on in Toledo. And I guess it kind of backfired because he, ended up, <laughs> he didn't get back reelected. So I remember when that big article came out on that. Can you kind of – do you remember that? Did you kind of keep up on when they said it was a lot of stuff that's going on there? Do you, do you have, like, any kind of information or anything that you could share to our listeners about that article, article that came out. Um, and so, do you, I mean, do you have any information about that? Not on the article, but for me personally, I know that um, there are a lot of there's a lot of crime here in Toledo. You know, there's okay. we've got you know we've got our murders, we've got um, breaking and entering. We you know there's 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 a lot of crime here. I know because. Because I know Toledo is like, what, 45 minutes from Detroit. Then you got Chicago. Chicago's about, what, three hours? Three hours from us, yes. And then you got Cleveland, Ohio, northeast. That's about, what, two hours? Two hours, yes. Yeah. So we're in the middle of all that stuff that's that's going on. You know, even here in Atlanta, uh, it's, 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 just, it's a lot going on. But you know what? We must continue to do our part. You know, in the community, you know, we just, you know, we just lost another icon, Maya Angelou. And Maya Angelou, we want us to keep doing, you know, what she believed in. I'm very disappointed, you know, mm-hmm. even in the African-American community, you know, how we're, you know, we're shooting each other, killing each other, calling each other the, the N-word, disrespecting our our, our, uh, our females, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Now, does that go on in the African community uh, as far as the males? Um, does that go on in the Hispanic community? On, on, on things like that, as far as downgrading our own people that we are here trying to fight against? There's some of it going on. Like I said, not too much. Um, basically, um, over here, you have the African Americans, you know, they kind of stay to themselves, just like the Hispanics, they kind of stay to themselves. If there's trouble, it's trouble among each, you know, each race. Mm-hmm. But up here, okay. you really so you don't see, you know, races going against each other. Right, right, right. So right. Like I know you. And I are in California, you know, like in the big, the big cities and states. Right, right. Okay. Again, you are listening live on EOTMRadio.com. If you would like to join our conversation, please call in at 718-664-6543. You are listening correct in the system on Equal Justice. I'm talking to my special guest, Ms. Lucy Diaz, my National Research Director for New Order Human Rights Organization. Uh, Lucy, how long have you been in the in the organization so far? How long has it? It's not haven't even been a year yet, has it? It's going to be almost a year. I would say um, early September. September. Okay. Now let's go back. You said that your kids were were uh, were biracial. Mm-hmm. Um, them growing up in Toledo, has did you have any problems as far as, like, uh, the schools and, and, and the teachers uh, maybe uh, addressing your, your kids? Because, you know, sometimes things happen. Did you know that it, or did anything that might be going on now? Did you have any kind of problems that was going up um, since your kids was, 
was biracial, or if you was getting called some names or something, you know, can you kind of explain that to us if you don't mind? No, my my kids never had any problems in school. They they don't have no problems. The only thing that um, I encountered was my oldest daughter when she was first born. Um, a friend of mine, her you know, a friend of hers, called my daughter a mutt because she was mixed. Mm. And mm. at first, I didn't you know it didn't really it didn't dawn on me at first, but mm-hmm. their dad it did. And he got highly mm-hmm. upset about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when, so when that happened as a parent, because you know parents these days handle things sit when we was growing up. You know mm-hmm. the discipline is different. I can tell you that as parents, our rights has been taken away. The first thing they want to do is call child services on you, because again, mm-hmm. I do believe in whoopers. I don't believe in child abuse. You know when you go up to these schools these days, you know these kids are disrespecting the. Um, the, the teachers and all that, because I was scared to get in trouble. School. I mean, I was scared, you know, to get in trouble, you know, to even to do something, even skip school. I might have skipped school, which I did, but at the same time, these days, it's like kids don't even care, you know. So no, what is your perspective about? Day, yeah, back in our day, we used to get a paddle in school. Right, right, right. And then you go home and get a whooping. Right. You know, and things like that. So, you know, I, I just miss the old days, you know, and, and these days, uh, you know, when I when I went home, I bet not, well, first of all, we didn't have no Xbox back then. First thing you do is do your chores. You know, wash them dishes, take out that garbage. It ain't all about it. come home, jump on Atari. You remember Atari now? We ain't going to tell our age, but you remember the Atari? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Pac-Man and all that stuff. We couldn't just come home and just get on no video game. You must do your homework. We had a lot of yeah. family meetings. So I don't think that's going on today. Do you agree with that? I agree. I totally agree with that. I mean, if we you had know. more of that, maybe the kids wouldn't be so, you know, some of these kids out here wouldn't be so out of control. Right. If we still had that. Right. I, I was looking on the... On the news today, there was another shooting that took place in Portland, Oregon, you know, and things like that. So it was just, I, you know, we weren't even thinking. We got out in our little fights and stuff like that, but, you know, got our little bucks and bruises and all that, and then we, we just dropped it, you know. But not these days. They're going back getting a yeah. gun shooting people. Yeah, not these you days. Know? It's like they can't drop it. It's like they have to take it further to where That's somebody true. gets hurt or That's worse. true. That's true. That's true. So we have a lot of work ahead of us, you know, and we're just going to continue to uh, to do our work, you know. So when when the negativity comes at me and, and, and the negativity comes at you as far as, you know, why you work with that organization and why you say, you know, why not, you know, because, again, uh, your kids is going to, they're going to remember that, you know, um, that, you, that you're that doing something positive, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the good oh, yeah. thing about it because... Oh yeah, and then being that my you know my kids are mixed, I you know I teach them both cultures. They know now I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that since your kids being mixed, when they go outside, uh, do they go who, who you know who do who do they play play with both races or how do they you know how how does that kind of work with with your kids? They play with, that, they play with everybody. They play with the you know Hispanic kids. African American kids and also white kids. They play with everybody. They get along okay. with everybody. Okay, that's good. And so I, that's again, what I teach 
episode, I teach my girls that, you know, everybody is the same. Right, no matter right, right. Matter skin color, we are all the same. That's right. So why do you think the racism is just so bad? All right, what is your perspective on it? Why, why do you think, you know, people are hated because of the color of your skin? Well, what is your perspective on that? That's, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, I really, I really couldn't give you like a straight answer. I mean, because I know I've, you know, been through things that I've seen or, or I've been through myself, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, being racist towards, you know, me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and then I, and then too, I mean, you know, I'm in a relationship with a white man. So Mm -hmm. we go out in public. Sometimes we get looks. It's Mm -hmm. mainly older people where I get get like certain looks like, oh, what is she doing with him or what is he doing with her? Right, right. You know, I just brush it off because it's like people are just, you know, being mean. Right. So does that happen? Does that happen a lot to y'all when y'all do go in public? Um, I would say it would happen like three out of five times if we, you know, we were wow. to go out. Wow, every time y'all go in public, that's a lot. Yeah, we, yeah, and then like I said, it's mainly with the older generation. Oh, okay. Older the ones people. that can't let it go, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the ones that were, you know, were always told us that, you know, like me growing up. Right. Before I got right. with my kids' dad, you know, right. I was always by my grandmother, stick to your mm-hmm. own race. Right, right, right. When I didn't listen oh. and got with my kids' dad, then I was told, then don't have kids because your kids are going to be made fun of. Right, right. Now, that's very interesting. You know, that is very, very interesting, that uh, the information. And it's going on, and it's happening every, you know, every day. Again, my name is Gerald Rose. You listen to Correcting the System on Unequal Justice uh, live on EOTMRadio.com. If you want to join the conversation, please call in at 718-664-6543. Uh, my special guest tonight is Ms. Lucy Diaz, who's the National Director of New Order, who works out of out of Toledo, Ohio. Um, again, we're like family, just a little history. Um, uh, her mom... And my dad used to uh, used to work together when my dad was living in Ohio, uh, fighting for human rights. And it's funny, Lucy, when I told my dad that you joined the organization, he could only do but smile. <laughs> you know, he was just he couldn't believe it. You know, he really can't believe on how um, our generation is working together now. But I did tell him that uh, he always tell me as far as the leadership in Toledo. You remember the negative. <laughs> Let's go to this 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 message I got on Facebook. You remember the the message that I shared with you all, where a young man in Toledo was saying that he don't know why uh, that I continue to invest cases and do things in Ohio and and and, and things like that. You remember that message I got on on Facebook? Mhm. Yes. What is your perspective on that now? Again, um, um, and I want you to be honest. Since you've been in the group, how many phone calls do we get? from Toledo that need not assistance? Oh, we get quite a few. Okay. So, and what's funny is we resolve them. 
Yes, you we know, do. We, we get things done. Even me picking up the phone and calling the chief of police behind. See, a lot of people uh, in Toledo doesn't know on what we're doing behind the scenes. And I want to thank you and Tracy Scott uh, for attending a court hearing um, for a situation that happened in Toledo. And it was even your birthday, so I want to say thank you for doing that. You know, so kind of explain the leadership right now in the city of Toledo. That's right. We're putting Toledo on blast right now. <laughs> it's time. What you can, and again, you, you come on, I want you to, you know, if you're disagreement, disagreement. You know, that's one thing about this this, this radio program. We we can we can learn to, to agree and disagree. What is mm-hmm. the local leadership that's going on in the city of Toledo right now when that issue comes down? Is anybody saying oh, anything? To be honest, no. I think there needs to be more leadership because I think if there was more leadership, then I think things would be a lot better. Right. I always say that everybody is a leader. I know things starts at home. The police can only do so much. So uh, I know for a fact that um, uh, a lot of leaders, are, they say it's not you know, doing their job. We can only do so much. You know, a leader supposed to be out in the forefront. And you remember the situation that took place here uh, in Marietta, Georgia, on Franklin Road, uh, mm-hmm. where there were two shootings less than 24 hours. Okay, what New Order did, okay, went out and had a press conference. And what I did, I blamed our own community, turned around, met with the chief of police, turned around, called a town hall meeting, turned around, meeting set for June 24th at 7 p.m., a town hall meeting. So we immediately addressed the issue, and immediately got a meeting set up. So that's getting involved in your community. So when violence happens in Toledo, do you see anybody that will just turn around and jump on? No. No. They um, Basically over here, well, like what I see and what I um, I've experienced one time before is the police over here, they do racial profiles. Okay. Over here. And and it does make it hard for us as minorities that okay. if we ever need help, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, can we trust them? Because and I'm glad like, you said that. I'm glad you said it. So, so you're saying when someone in the African-American community or the Hispanic community might see the police, when they see the police, they see the police as protection or they see them as fear right now? It's the atmosphere. Can you explain that, if you don't mind? Um, they see them as fear because they, it's like, they don't want, it's like we can't go to them for help because it's, it's like the police don't believe, you know, if we were to say something, it's like they won't believe a minority. Mm-hmm. It's hard to mm-hmm. get them to believe or to help us. Okay. You remember the situation that took place in Michigan where a young lady was pregnant and they um, she went to the police department. She was complaining that the officer was very rude yeah. and, uh, and, and you should have and we try to get in contact uh, with this family. You remember mm-hmm. the video on that? Yes, I do. Okay. Can you kind of, I don't know if you can remember, do you want to kind of give the listeners on the things, the cases that come across our news blast when things come in like that. And I think uh, it was a witness saying that the officer was very rude. And I think 
Didn't he physical harm her as well? When he I hit, think he was just he trying hit, to go ahead. He hit the in the face. As he was um, giving her a ticket, he slapped her in the face. And she went to file a complaint against the officer. It was Lincoln Park, Michigan. And okay. the she was complaining to basically laughed in her face mm-hmm. and didn't believe her. So is that an example where... And a girl going okay. to the police asking for help. Okay, and so is that example you're giving where um, that they're, they're looking at the police? Again, we do need police, Lucy. Uh, when we I do, do meet with the chief of police... Yeah, we do need police, but if, you know, if the minorities are starting to feel that you know, they can't trust them and or mm-hmm. if they you know, feel that they won't help. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I think that's why there's a lot of crime out here because it's like a lot of people are taking matters into their own hands. Right, right, right. But you know what, I and even though I know that but every time I do go speak to to our youth I do let them know that if you uh are stopped by the officer you must, you know, obey their commands. Mm-hmm, now they're yeah. just out of control and just doing what they want to do, you know. Uh, that you must file a complaint, but you know if you can please ask you some questions or whatever, you know, you know, try to be very professional, you know. But if you're yeah. being professional and they having a bad day and they just out of line and just trying to provoke you, you know, I do understand, and a lot, of, I think a lot of officers do do that, you know. But again, our officers are not bad because you know the issue that we're um, was handling in um in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, under the leadership with Tracy Williams. Remember, we went down there to hold a town hall meeting, you know, mm-hmm. about the, the roadblocks that was going on uh, in the minority community, and we addressed that. Now, to my understanding, the roadblocks has, has stopped now. But at the same time, we do need roadblocks because you got criminals out there. Yeah. We do have criminals. You know, we must admit we do have criminals, but at the same time, um, we knew, we do need police officers. I know me growing up, you see a police officer driving in the neighborhood. Hey, Mr. John, how you doing? These days, kids see the police; they're fearing they're running. Yeah. Or they're or they're um, calling them names as they drive by. Right, right. So my question is, if you ain't did now, what you running for? Think about True. it. True. You know, I mean, I'm just I'm just being real. You know, what are you running? That's true. And then, too, there, I mean, not all police are bad. So, I mean, of, so, of what's um, going on. Not, not, yeah, not all police are bad, but all of them are getting that bad look because right. of certain, well, certain, certain ones that are bad, it's making them all look bad. Right, 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 right. And that's, that's, that's the sad part about it because, uh, I know one thing about the organization, we have that friendship with them where I can have a, a dialogue to go in there and speak to them. At the same time, when you cross the line, you know, um, you will see the other side as far as that, you know, we need to sit down and address this issue. You know, yeah. prime example, um, uh, my son, when he was living here, in, here in, in, in Georgia, he got into some trouble. But let me remind them to the listeners that I had protests in front of Cobb County Jail several times saying that inmates has rights. Now my son was in there, so you know I was nervous, Lucy. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in there. But at the same time, it was a respect factor on how they respected me as a leader. At the same time, they looked out for my son. So it, it goes both ways. 
goes both ways, you know. So, but at the same time, we must do our part. So, um, again, you are listening to EOTMRadio.com. My name is Gerald Rose. I am the uh, host, uh, Miss Carla B. Simpson, who is our co-host. Um, we're just speaking, um, t- just talking about some some real issues about uh, what's going on across America between Hispanic family and the African-American family, you know. So did you get a chance to read up a little information about the young girl here uh, in Kennesaw, Georgia, with the Kennesaw State? Did you get to read up some stuff on that? Wasn't that um, the one that was at the The one that went to college here in Kennesaw State? Yeah, that was was a couple months ago, wasn't it? Well, it actually happened in 2008. You remember the young lady um, uh, was going to Kennesaw State, and she got stopped her license, and uh, I think they said her uh, passport had expired. Um, the young lady caught in a new order, and, 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 and some organization came together to try to save this young lady that she could finish college. And uh, she was mm-hmm. a Hispanic girl, and they tried to uh, deport her. Did you get a chance to read up on some of that? I know you were doing some research on that. Yes, I read some of it. Um, I know they were saying that the reason why they were deporting her was because her visa had expired in 2006, and she never renewed it. So that was one Mm -hmm. of the reasons why they were wanting to deport her. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Living here in Cobb County, uh, which I – and I have a T-shirt, which is say COBB, count on being busted. And I do understand that, but at the same time, this sheriff here in Cobb, uh, he is very, and I'm going to say it, he's very racist. You know, they try to speak, uh, treat the Hispanic community, African-American community uh, tremendously, um, you know, shameful. And it's sad how they're doing it uh, here in this county, you know. So, But when, when I came here to this county, you know, I let them know I'm not having it, you know, and, and, and we will kind of mobilize our communities to get involved. You know, things has changed and, you know, things or whatever. There was a black lady, our only black lady um, was on county commissioner. They try to run her off, you know, things like that. So Kyle has a lot of work to do, you know, but they treat the Spanish and the African American, just the minority community, just very disrespectful, you mm-hmm. know. So they may not used to no one speaking up. So, but uh, we, we have to continue to, to, to fight for our rights. You know, so again, um, Lucy, I'm just, I just think, and and we're gonna put it out there. I know you had called me. What was it about a week ago, or mm-hmm. two weeks ago, and you was very concerned uh, about um, the, the the calls that came into uh, to, uh, to to you know to New Order. But if you can kind of explain to the listeners, even though the organization is mostly African American, but we do have a a Caucasian person just just joining Oxford, Mississippi. You know, and again, uh, we're 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 bridging the gap. You know, but we have to try to bring America like that. But we can't save everybody. You know, we have to call before you walk. So, tell our listeners on. This what I really want you to do. I remember there was a young lady that went to the Cobb County Alternative School that could not afford to get a prom dress. Remember that? Yes, I do. Okay, you live all the way where? Ohio. Okay. Tell the listeners what you did on trial 
get this young lady a prom dress on where the the the, the financial situation um, was at a was at a high low. Uh, the young lady family was was very couldn't couldn't really do nothing. Kind of explain what you did on making it happen on um, getting this this prom dress uh, um, from Toledo. Um, I went and they actually the um around the time that the girl you know was needing help there was um like a big sale with prom dresses so I went and I looked for one for and um got earrings nail polish a saw everything and but it never got sent and she ended up with another dress very beautiful. But yeah, we did. We came along, you know, we got came together and we helped this girl have her prom. But it's just initiative what the New Order family you did to try to make things happen. You know, that's I applaud you applaud you on that, you know. So that's why uh, if we all can have that mentality when somebody else is suffering, we need to step up. You know, mm-hmm. I know growing up when you moved into a new neighborhood, the first thing I did, I went to go meet my neighbors. I guarantee that's not going on today. Do you agree with that? I agree. I wonder why, though. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know why either. I, I agree because I think now everybody stays to themselves in the neighborhood. So it's like yeah. everybody's just on their own. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, this, it's just sad. Well, Lucy, we have um, we have 10 minutes to go in our otmradio.com. My name is Gerald Rose. You listen to Correcting the System on Equal Justice. Uh, we want you to kind of call in and, 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 and give your um, your perspective on how we can bring the, uh, the gap together between all communities. It can, you know, we need everybody just need to work together, you know, so that's just my perspective, you know. So, um, again, um, I know you've been doing some research on the Jordan Davis case. The young yes. man uh, was murdered because he was playing his music too loud um, in Florida. Can you give us a, give our listeners? Uh, is it? Uh, I know something was on the news today. Is there any update you want to give our listeners? Because again, we have listeners all over America on this phone, from from LA to to Chicago and Atlanta. So, kind of give if you do you have any kind of new information on that case that you want to give to our listeners? Yes, um, the Michael Dunn, the guy accused of killing. Jordan Davis, he has a new trial date set for September 22nd. They're going to retry him again for the shooting of Jordan Davis. Okay. So when you went, what was your perspective on the first murder that went down? Were you dissatisfied? You were satisfied? Were you shocked on uh, the charge that he was not found guilty of? I was not because it's going on every, I mean, that's what, that's what we up against. But what was your perspective when you first heard about even the Trayvon Martin situation, even though you 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 um, you uh, are Hispanic, but when you heard about that, uh, even me having a conversation with you, it even brought tears to your eyes. So, uh, how do you feel about when things like that, when the system is against them? That's very shocking, because I mean, you have somebody that kills an innocent kid, and then he basically can walk free. And that that's not right. Right, right. It's just yeah. you know, it's, it's whoever they are, you know, whatever race or whatever, if you you know, you killed somebody you need 
to pay the price. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Even the young man, Tyler Jones, um, uh, was charged was dropped in Toledo, the murder charges. But even though his thing was dropped, you still had a young man lost his life. You had a mother who lost their child. You have a father who lost their son. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just it's just that's what's going on, you know. I mean, it's just out of control, you know, but you know what? We must continue to to to, to do our part and again. I just love um this organization from the vice president Ms. Shauna Swearington to our chief of staff John Drummond, uh to our public relations department, Ms. Giovanna Walker, our marketing director, Ms. Faith Holston, uh Economic advisor Jay Bradu, our spiritual advisor Ms. Veronica Tucker, our advisor Mark Bell, our spokesperson Mr. Derek Henderson, I mean Tracy Scott, executive secretary. I mean, and if I forgot somebody, I apologize. It's a fact we're just a family, you know. Tracy Williams out of Oxford, Mississippi. Our human rights department is doing wonderful things. Do you agree with that? Oh, every, yes. Very wonderful job. Everybody's yeah, yeah. great job. Right, you know. So, and again, the the group page that we got going on that that we're putting out there, whatever. And then also our newest member, Miss Stacy Hill, uh, who's uh, who just joined us um, from Memphis, uh, Memphis, Tennessee. You know, and, and it's funny how everybody really don't know each other. Think about it. <laughs> No, no, we don't. We you know, know we, you know, when, when our spokesperson, Derek, says that, you know, it's true, but at the same time, you know, that love is there. And I forgot Joyce Pride Outreach Director. I can't leave her out, you know, but we all have been victims at one time. You know, I've met everybody, but everybody else ain't really met each other, you know, but uh-huh. that's the love we got for the organization. Well, we look, five me too, we met yet either. Who's that? What'd you say? I said me and you haven't officially met yet in person either. That's true. It's going through our fa- our mother and father genes. Yeah. <laughs> it's going through their spirit, you know. So that's why um, I when 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 you was liking and commenting on the things uh, that we did, what I said, you know what? Let me hit up this young lady. But you know what? Everybody in this organization was strangers. I don't invite no personal friends into this organization because you got to separate business from friendship. You know what I mean? Yes. You know, so thank God. It ain't always been like this now, but over the last couple of years, you know, a year, you know, um, this organization is really, really, really helping people out. We're doing things, but we must have a convention. So everybody got to come from, from all over so we all can kind of sit down and just, you know, fellowship together, you know, and things like, like that. So that's going to happen. Yeah, because like you said, we're all strangers, but we're all family. That's right. That's right. And we must pray for Derek Spokesman, our spokesperson, who's on military leave right now, uh, who's away in California. I don't know if he's listening, but we want to make sure that, you know, God protect him as he continue to fight for our country, you know, and things like that. So, um, again, Lucy, um, kind of, again, if you don't mind, as the – our national research director, we we got some more listeners just came on the line, kind of explain, you know, the things that you do, you know, uh, nationwide on how we try to assist people when their rights are violated. Um, 
I am the research director. Um, I research anything that comes to me to try to, you know, to help, to see who we can help. Um, we try to help everybody. Sometimes we can't, but we try. Um, and it's just a big, happy family. I love working for New Order. I wish I could do more, but I, I love working with everybody. <laughs> It's to the point sometimes you get bored and say, Gerald, I need something to do. Yeah, I call you. Gerald, do you got anything for me to do? <laughs> but that's that's the that's the that's the drive that that right, yourself that's, 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 and the whole family have yeah, at this organization. You know, it's just a blessing. Even before I went on the air um tonight I received uh, we received a phone call from a situation going on in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, needing our services. You know, so our services have sprayed nationwide. You know, but we do have a system that people has to has to go through. But uh, let me just give out some information about New Order. Again, if your rights, if you think your rights has been violated, or uh, you want some kind of mentorship, or please contact New Order at one eight hundred three four six five one three eight. You can visit our website at www.nonhro.org. And again, no one's going to save our children for us, but us. You are listening to EOTMRadio.com. Again, we have a cup, about a couple minutes left. If you want to call in, please call in at 718-664-6543. You've been listening to Correcting the Justice, System Unequal Justice. Um, again, uh, we come on every other Tuesday, and we're just talking about the real issues. My special guest tonight was Lucy Diaz was our national research director for the organization. Uh, we talked about bridging the gap between African-Americans and the Hispanic community. So, um, Lucy, uh, any final things that you'd like to say? Um, you said you was a little nervous early. I seen you on Facebook. But you see how you, you, you did. You, you do an awesome job, you know, Thank and you. I'm quite sure the New Order family is listening to you, so you, you, you represent them quite well. But any final thing you'd like to say, how we could kind of start working together and, and just stop the violence? Yes. Um, I, you know, wish we could all work together, get along, stop the violence, and just be one big, you know, happy people, family. That's it right. Great. It would stop a lot of this, you know, hate, hateness and, you know, dislike, you know, for all the races. If everybody could just get along. That's right. The main thing is to get along, and that's not happening these days, you know. And uh, and I'm glad you said something because um, there was a local pastor here in Marietta, Georgia, uh, has reached out to me. He moved here from Buffalo, uh, New York, and I posted to meet with him on Thursday, 8:45, you know. And we need these ministers. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, a lot of church was involved. One thing I love my dad, boy, he was not as scared to come behind that pulpit. He came out from them behind them four walls. You know, so we need more churches to, 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 to you know, to get involved. You know, we need that religious community. You know, because uh, you might have a church on the corner, you got a dope house right there. Whatever. Me myself, I would go up and talk to kids. Hey, hey, you know what's what's going on? You know. I'm not afraid because, you know what, we ain't promised tomorrow anyway, so why not going down fighting because somebody did it for me. So I refuse to just be on this earth just sitting around, like Mark Bell always saying, like sitting around like a, a dead rock with our visors. Saying, so you must get it. You must be productive while you're here on earth. You must be productive. 
you yeah. know, so, you know, so, um, again, I want to thank you uh, for, for coming on the show tonight. Um, thank you, Mimi. You know, and um, <laughs> I know you <laughs> was a little nervous or whatever, but we've got a lot of work to do. Again, I love you and, 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 and the New Order family, the ones that you're listening, you know, let's continue to do the work. I know we've got a lot of things that's coming up. I just want to give out a couple of announcements. We're scheduled to be uh, in Jackson, Mississippi on June 21st to uh, hold a youth rally uh, in Jackson. And also um, we are uh, scheduled to be um, in um, Lima, Ohio on July 4th. And you know what, Lucy, it would be good if you and Tracy and Chris uh, can come down from Toledo and meet us down in Lima. You know, it had to be real because I know John from Columbus is going to uh, going to come down, but it, I hope you can. I was going to ask you, think you might could try to um, come on down. Hopefully, we can. Okay. I would. I would like for the three of us from here, Toledo, to go down there. Okay. All right. So that's going to end our show tonight. Again, my name is Gerald Rose. You have been listening to uh, EOTOradio.com. I was my speaking to Lucy Diaz, my national research director out of Toledo, Ohio. Uh, you've been listening to Correcting the System on Equal Justice. Um, again, two weeks from tonight, we'll be back at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Pacific Time. Again, this is EOTLradio.com. I love you all, and thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you. EOTL Radio. Entrepreneurs on the move, reshaping life for a better tomorrow. Carla B. here, along with Gerald E. Rose on EOTMRadio.com, for the premiere of our all-new progressive talk radio show, Correcting the System of Unequal Justice, that will air the first and third Tuesday of every month, 6 p.m. Well, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Zimmerman confessed to the shooting, claiming self-defense. Martin's family says he was murdered. Two young boys are arraigned in the brutal beating of a 94-year-old man. 11 and 15 years old were arrested earlier this week. School officials knew teachers were abusing Aaron, but didn't stop it. Obviously don't care about the special needs kids and their condition. They knew everything. They knew both incidents, and they did nothing, nothing about it. According to the district's own investigation, Aaron was first abused by Melanie Pickens at Hopewell Middle School in 2007. As CBS Atlanta first reported last year, school officials covered up the abuse of at least six students. Join Carla Simpson of EOTM Radio and Gerald Rose of New Order Human Rights Organization. Tune in July 24th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's talk about correcting the system of injustice. Don't just listen. Do something. Call in 718-664-6543. Tune in on EOTMRadio.com. That's July 24th.
Yes, that was, I didn't think that song would ever end. Um, I love it, though. But what's up, y'all? This is your Carla B. Thanks for tuning in to Correcting the System of Unequal Justice right here on EOTMRadio.com. I, for one, am excited to be bringing this type of progressive talk radio to the EOTM Radio Network. We plan on using this show as a platform in establishing a national plan of action, so to speak, just to address the primary concerns of African Americans. So definitely wanted to put that out there. Our phone lines are open, 718-664-6543, 718-664-6543. So please call in. We'll be taking callers the second half of the show. You can follow us if you are a Twitter-type person. You can follow us on Twitter. My um, Twitter tag is E-O-T-M-P-R, that's E-O-T-M as in Employee of the Month or Entrepreneurs on the Move, which is what we are, E-O-T-M-P-R. And you can follow my co-host at N-O-H-R-O-R-G. Again, that's N-O-H-R-O-R-G. We, we come up with all these new um, <laughs> abbreviations and stuff. But, and we're also on Skype, so y'all can um, follow us on Skype as well. That's going to be a little bit easy. It's EOTM Radio. You can follow us on Skype there. And um, I put a little blog together last night, y'all, which is a, a – we'll give you guys a brief synopsis of what my involvement with this, no, with this new show will be, and I'll share that with you guys in a little bit. But first off, I want to um, definitely intro my co-host, who is – actually, he's one of the, the, the folks that inspired me to put this show together. So – with that, I definitely want to, at this time, announce and, and bring to the mic Gerald E. Rose out of Atlanta. Welcome back. Last time you were a guest. Tonight you are a talk show host. So um, I'm hearty welcome to our new um, radio personality, Gerald E. Rose. I'm sure our listeners new and old. Yeah, definitely. What this new progressive talk radio show means to you? Wow. It was a blessing that we brainstormed and put our head together to yes. come up with this program. And when you talk about unequal justice and correcting the problem, uh, I was really applaud that you approached me because uh, me being in the front lines and, and being uh, proactive instead of being reactive and, and dealing with issues every day, calls coming in, I know that we can get to the listeners, get the real issues out there, and I think this is a great opportunity to get the word about what's really, really going on out here across America. Yeah. And uh, the last time I came on as a guest, I could tell you, Carla, that uh, things have not slowed down. You know, I've been uh, going to many cities, addressing issues. I was just in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, two weeks ago, um, talking about unserved, unsolved murders um, within the black community of a young man named Tony Drake. You know, I just met with the... Uh, police department uh, in Cobb County last week about racial profiling, you know, so now I will have opportunity, you know, when we come back again next month to okay. explain what is going on out there. And, again, we can't give up on our community, but we need to uh, stay involved and come together and show unity and, and grab our children back. And that's why I'm glad that we came up with this, this, with this program so we can make sure right. that we get the real issues out there. Right, right. Yeah, and it's so, I know that just um, following you, Gerald, and everything you're doing with your company, which is, um, is what is a New Order Human Rights yeah. Organization? 
That is correct. That okay. is correct. You, yeah, you're you're doing so many so many things for for the communities, not just in Atlanta. You, you're going all over the place. You're opening up chapters in like so many cities. So how many chapters do you guys have right now? I have currently six chapters, and I have to say to to the listeners that, or even to the to my New Order fan, if you're on the line listening, I know that I cannot do this alone. I want to let them know that I love them, and I thank you for them to continue to support me, you know, and, and things like that, because it takes a, uh, a strong crew that makes a strong leader, and that's what we're standing for right now here nationwide. Right. right. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, we wanted to be able to just expound on what you were doing and, and just make it a little bit more wider and accessible. And, you know, right now with, with talk radio, there's not a lot of progressive talk radio personalities like us really trying to put things out there. And um, just researching for this show, you know, because the whole title is, what, Correcting the System of Unequal Justice. And if you just look at the history of what um, African Americans have experienced, and even not just African Americans but minorities, it's, it's like definitely something has to change. And like we said last time you were on the show, it, it, you know, it doesn't just start at the national level. It just starts in our own city. So I think that considering we're coming up to the election time, it's almost November, you know, definitely want to just put it out there to the people. If you went out and voted last time, you know, continue to vote because, you know, our vote does count. And if we don't go out and vote, then when these laws are passed that we're not happy with, you can't blame anybody but yourself. So, and yeah. that's true. Um, and I just want to let the listeners know that uh, we're going to be having a big health fair in the second uh, month of Saturday. But it's more than just a health fair, Carla. I just want to let the okay. listeners know that we're going to have people there registered to vote. Uh, we're going to talk about the series of issues of health problems in our community because many of you both know that High blood pressure is very high in our community. In fact, my aunt just passed the other day with a series yeah. of high blood pressure, you know, kidney failure, you know, teen pregnancy. So I'm just excited uh, about this program, this show that we're going to be doing to really get the, 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 the facts out there that, hey, uh, we need to wake up, you know, especially us as African Americans, you know, especially as young black men like myself where, uh, right. A lot of things going on and things like that. So we, we're going to do this. We're going to have a, 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 a great, 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 great show, and we're, we're going right. to be there to put real facts out there going on in the community. That's great, and that's great. So you're not just doing it on air. You're taking it to the streets. That's a really big thing. So um, if people in the area that you're doing health fair in, you know, how can they get involved with that? Wow. Uh, of course, you can give us a call at 404-483-8284. And I'll be honest with you, Carla, the area that we're at is considered a high-crime area. But you know what? Okay. God put you at the right place at the right time, you know. And when I was given this place uh, and the, the pastor who donated this building said, well, Mr. Rose, I'm going to be, be honest with you that the area that we're at is not a good area. I said, you know what? That's why we need to be there, you know. Okay. So we at Ronnie Utsi. Uh, who planned this perfect event uh, that we're going to have, and people are coming together. We're getting a lot of uh, commitments to be at this health fair, you know, and it's going to be real, real, real nice. But at the same time, we're going to be giving out plenty of information, plenty of vendors is going to be there, you know, so you're going to get a lot of good information 
uh, at this at this health fair. So it's going to be a broad agenda, you know. So mm-hmm. when we do come back next month, um, this information that I can give to the listeners, you know, as okay. far as you know what New Order is doing here, uh, here in Atlanta, not just Atlanta, in our other chapters, you know, right. I'm going to be giving updates and stuff like that. So again, uh, I am very, very applaud uh, about. Uh, correcting the system of unequal justice because right. me being in the front lines, I'm seeing it every every day. Right, right, right. And I want to um, definitely at this time let the listeners know you can call in seven one eight six six four six five four three seven one eight six six four six five four three. And what we want you to do is, you know, considering this is progressive talk radio, and we're mainly, I mean, if you missed the top of the show, I actually kind of shared a little bit in regards to the whole foundation of this particular show. And I'll say it again, um, number one, this show is, it'll air the first and third Tuesday of every month, um, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the title of it is Correcting the System of Unequal Justice. And what we plan to do is we plan on using this show as a platform in establishing a national plan of action, so to speak, to address primary concerns for of African Americans. So if there's something of concern that you want us to discuss on air, call in. We actually have a blog that we've been um, you know, that we've been keeping up to date with this particular show. So you can go to EOTMblog.com and leave your suggestions in regards to the different show types. And these are some of the show um, topics, Gerald, that I've gotten from some of our readers from our blog. They want us to talk about, like, the restructuring of the mandatory sentencing for, um, I guess, drug dealers. Um, That's a big thing. Um, I've got another um, um, email from someone who wanted us to talk about ensuring adequate reentry for ex-offenders and youth. Um, just supporting women in the system, um, is schools and criminal justice, the reform of the juvenile justice system, these are all really great topics, and these are like some of the topics of, you know, concern that they're currently dealing with. You know, um, somebody wants you to talk about trials and incarceration and, you know, so definitely I just want our listeners and, and the readers of our blog to know that we're definitely paying attention to exactly what you're, you're sending us and we'll definitely, you know, we'll definitely get, you know, get topics and discuss that on air and, and other experts as well because, well, um, Gerald is an expert in this. I'm not. I'm just an entrepreneur on the move. I'm, I'm just a person that reads and I understand the importance of of knowledge and, you know, ignorance. I, I don't ever want to be that. So that's why so I constantly read, read up on a lot of different things, And um, but I'm not the expert at all. So um, if anybody at this time is an expert, it's Gerald because he does have the um, New Order Human Rights Organization. He's been doing that for a very, very long time. I, 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 can, I can talk. So that's all I can really bring to the I'm glad you said that because this show is for the listeners, you know, and, again, uh-huh. continue to send in your, your, your comments. And we might learn to disagree, but this is a show that we can dialogue, and I'm asking the right. listeners to, to continue to send in your, your comments and things. And I don't have all the answers, but I can tell you that I'm going to be doing plenty of research myself. That's why I have a, okay. a strong research team on board right now. She know right now that she's going to be doing extra work because of us doing this radio show. We got to make sure that we have our facts right. You know, right, we want to make exactly. sure that we're giving out 
when we want to make sure that we're going to give out true information, you know. So I'm asking everyone, my listeners, to call in and comment and, and blog. I'm quite sure that uh, when we come on again, we will have some mm-hmm. stuff for you and things right. like that. Right, and I actually have some stuff really quick. I wanted to just put out some different statistics from the the facts on the juvenile justice system because I was very surprised when I heard this. Um, One of every three black males born today can expect to go to prison in his lifetime. I did not know that. And you know know what, Colin? I'm glad you said that, Carl. It's a touching subject. On my way to a, a taping today, uh, a mother called me of uh, a 13-year-old young man, and actually she texted me yesterday. So when you say juvenile, that's very touching. And right. she asked me, could I talk to her son uh, over the phone? So I talked to him over the phone, kind of explaining to him that uh, I would like to meet him, let him know that right now uh, your mom and dad are kind of worried on what you're doing right now. But he's a smart kid in class as far as his actions at home. She's very nervous right now. So... I'm going to really explain to him about being a juvenile. Even though you're being a juvenile, if you commit a crime, you can be put into the system, you right. know. So uh, I'm going to be following up with him. So like I said, this show is not just telling the facts. This show is really going to give facts on what we're actually doing. I know myself, New Order, in the community, so when right. people have questions and ideas, I can show, hey, I have examples that I can right. um, give out to people. So that's a very touching subject. So uh, right. I, I'm just really worried about our young people today. When you say juvenile, they're my babies. You know, when yeah, I was a juvenile, yeah. I wasn't thinking about disrespecting my parents and things mm-hmm. like that. I'm asking our listeners right now, please stay involved with your, with your children. You know, talk mm-hmm. to them. You know, if they're getting bullied at school or whatever school is about to start, please ask some questions. Right. Go up to the school. So I am asking people to really be involved with your children today. Right, right, and it's sad that you would have to say that, but, um, you know, people, I'm not even just, you know, talking about parents just not really want to pay attention to their children, but, it's, you know, I could see parents that are maybe very busy and, and they think that they're providing all this great life for their kids and that's enough. Um, but, yeah, kids need more than just the providing of the, the materialistic things. They need communication, touch and feel, and stuff, too. So um, definitely wanted to just um, kind of tag on, on what you said and just to put that out there. I want to um, have a couple other, like, statistics and stuff, but I want to at this time, considering we've got a short show today, it's only 60 minutes, and we've already got halfway into it. So I want to go to the phone line because it is blazing, and we haven't had the opportunity to screen. So what we'll do, you guys, if you're calling into the studio line, the 718-664-6543, we have limited hands tonight, so um, we can't screen the call. So I'll just call out your area code and then the first three after that, and then that's how you know that we'll be bringing you live. So I see a 310-699. You are live hey, on correcting the system. Hey, who's this? Hey, who's this? Hi, this is Ethereum. Hey, lady, how's it going? Thanks for. I hear a little bit of feedback. If you are you on speakerphone or Bluetooth, or do you have your computer up with the show uh, streaming live? Is this better for you? It is. It's perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Before I even say anything, uh, I want to say this. Arteria is she is an attorney in Los Angeles, and she's a great. Oh my gosh, she just puts so much information out. 
in regards to the different laws. Just, you know, she's up on so many things when it comes to what's going on in the world of, of law, politics, just everything. And I just want to, you know, definitely thank you for, for calling in and, and sharing whatever you want to share with us. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Carla, and I apologize that I missed the first 20 minutes of um, the show. Um, it's been a hectic day today. Oh, no um, problem. Do you need me to give you I, a little bit of um, feedback in regards to the show? Yes, if you could just tell me a little okay, bit about cool. what you talked about. Okay, so basically what um, what this show is, it is Correcting the System of Unequal Justice. It's a new show under our network. It's a progressive talk radio show. And we plan on using this show platform um, as a way in establishing a national plan of action, so to speak, to address some of the primary concerns of African Americans. And I guess what I can do is I'm going to do this about this time anyway, really quickly, is just a couple of things I wanted to read to you guys why this show is so important. Um, I feel like if you are a black man or a black woman and have been wrongly accused of a crime or maybe you have a child that was wrongly convicted, you have a father that had a beautiful child and was murdered by people that swore to protect, allowed to suffer day in and day out by teachers and other school officials, all because the child was special needs to this day. If this has happened to you and still no justice, this is definitely the show for you to be able to listen to. Why? How is this possible, you ask? Well, there's so many there's so many laws in place right now. It, it, they're not necessarily in place to really help us. Um, you know, there's just so many things. There's uncles. There's brothers. We have all these people that we know in our communities that have possibly spent years in, in prison unjustly. You know, um, we have juveniles in our family that have probably got unfair treatment in the juvenile system. Um, people have dealt with hate crimes and um, just a lot of different stuff, and we just necessarily wanted to touch on the things that are affecting our African-American community um, with this particular show, because there's not a lot of shows out there that's really just doing stuff, just giving a wealth of information um, to our people, you know. And I'm not even saying that um, – I don't want this show to be like a what was me show and – you know, um, you know, black folks are tuning in just to be able to, you know, just talk about how they've been deprived of, of things and we didn't get our 40 horses and then we knew and all that stuff. I'm not, it's not about that. We, we've moved past that. Of course, we have a, a black president in office today, so we've definitely moved past all those things. But there still are that stigmata of just being African-American. And after the Trayvon Martin thing, I really started looking at things a little bit different because I have sons. You know, and, and my sons are clean, so I don't want them to have to experience any of that. So that was another reason why this show came about. But that's a little bit um, for you. I, I know I kind of went a little bit to the left with that, I'm curious, but um, oh, that gives no, you a little no. bit of basis. No, and I applaud you for doing this show because I think it's a very important topic and important um, issues that we need to address and talk about. Um, for a long time, I didn't even want to get into criminal law because I knew what I was going to be up against. And... I started taking on criminal law cases because I think that that's where my talents would be most useful to my community. And, I mean, it has been daunting sometimes just to see. I mean, they say we have constitutional rights in this country, but sometimes I am left feeling that that's not always true for for certain people. And I think a big part is that, A, we don't know our constitutional rights, and, B, we don't know how to stand up for them because Mm -hmm. we don't have on the whole, most of us don't have 
sit five, ten thousand dollars to retain a criminal law attorney to to fight these cases, and I think that's a reason why too we are more targeted right, because right. Um, you know this quality representation is already a barrier for most of us because you know coming out the door on a misdemeanor you're coming out at least five thousand, and if you're charged with a felony that's ten. And some things that I've seen police officers do, they'll overcharge people or add a bunch of charges on there so they can get a high bail and people wow. will just be forced to plea because they, I mean, A, you don't have the money to go pay $10,000 to an attorney to try to fight this, and B, um, you get scared and say, oh, well, no, I just might as well plead to something. And I mean, I think that's how a lot of us really do get caught up in the system. Wow. And then just the fact that we are always apprehended by police officers more than everybody else. I mean, we saw mm-hmm, the statistics mm-hmm. in New York where they have announced that they're going to stop and fist people and violate their constitutional rights, and they don't care. And then right. that just puts us more in a position to get have that opportunity part of the system. And, you know, we're the ones that can't even really defend ourselves that much if you look at it as a whole because right. of our the income structure in this country. So I've really started to make an effort to learn the criminal law system. I'm hoping to learn the federal system as well, and I hope to be able to help as many people as I can to get, you know, not be so tarnished by the system. Um, right. It's very unfortunate, and, yeah, I, I oftentimes get very frustrated because I knew what kind of injustices I would see. <laughs> You know, right. going into criminal court and this person getting off with a slap on the wrist and this person getting three, four, yeah. five, six months in jail <laughs> when, you know, it's just, it doesn't make sense. So I try to advocate. I would like to get more into politics, too, so that can be a voice towards right. politicians to see change. Um, I would right. encourage everyone to start trying to go to city hall meetings, start filing complaints, and start making your voice heard because mm. it has to change. It really has to change from from police officers just being able to, I mean, myself personally, I was in a store running my own business trying to celebrate my friend's birthday, and I was put in handcuffs and accused of committing a crime I know I didn't commit. And I'm telling these police officers, I'm an attorney. My office is down the street. None of these people right here with me have anything to do with this. But because they saw four black men, some of them with tattoos, their whole attitude towards us. They didn't care I was an attorney. They they, They just basically told me I'm involved in this, and I need to turn around and put my hands behind my back. So, wow. you know, these things can happen, and I'm telling, I'm showing them my bar card and everything. I can only imagine. And mm. I can't tell you how many times my brother has just been stopped for no reason just because they want to stop him, and they'll come up to the car, oh, where's the dope? What? Wow. <laughs> you know, like, well, how is this going on in America in 2012? I don't understand, but this is what we have. And I think we definitely need to start making more, becoming more vocal about our rights and standing up for them and protecting them because, <laughs> I mean, it's just a travesty. And I would also like to see, like, some communities set up legal funds so that they can, because, I mean, attorneys do have to be paid. It's very hard to do a case, you know. You do have to put certain time and effort into doing a case right. So I would like to see, you know, legal funds being established the same way Zimmerman has raised God knows how much money for his defense because he's out on bail already again. You know, so I'm sure he has a very good network of people who are supporting him in his legal defense. And so maybe we need to start with our churches and our communities and our organizations to make that a goal so that we also can have access to proper legal defense as well. Ma'am, this is Gerald Rose. Yeah, this is Gerald Rose. This is the co-host. Thank you for calling in. I like when attorneys can call in and give advice. Where are you you calling from? I'm calling from Los Angeles. Los Angeles, Okay. 
Um, I deal with issues like this all the time, and I'm glad you said that because it doesn't matter who you are because I met with an actress today, uh, me and Brother Ron uh, Anthony here in Atlanta, and they was charged with criminal, she was charged with criminal trespassing. But basically she said the same thing what you said. She's never been in trouble, this and that, so it doesn't matter who you are. Even Tyler Perry down in Atlanta was racially profiled here in Atlanta. You probably heard that in L.A., so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I glad did. you made that statement because you could be attorney, a school teacher, anything, just the fact, you know, when you're being racist, you profile, your skin is just as dark as ours. Things like this, things like this, you know, what happened. That's why you said earlier about churches. And you're right, churches do need to be more involved because I know back in the civil rights movement, a lot of churches was involved, you know. Right. So we have to go back to old school. And uh, I'm glad that you called in to give us some, some, some advice that to tell people it doesn't matter who you are, just the fact that uh, racial profile is still alive and that if we don't wake up and know your rights or whatever and things that you need to know, and when the police do approach you and when they tell you to do something, do the right thing because that will give their excuse to go over and beyond, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the right thing is always – oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I'm just, okay. if I can interject, the right thing is always to remain silent. If there is not any kind of other advice I can give the listeners, do not talk, especially if you are doing something wrong. But more importantly, I mean, people tend to just talk because they want to explain or they want to, they know they're innocent or what have you. The police have already had in their minds they're going to arrest you or not. Yeah. Your, your best interest is always to remain silent. If that means you've got to go to jail, you might have to go to jail, but don't ever give them the upper hand and do their job for them and tell them anything other than am I under arrest or am I free to leave? And if I'm not free to leave, I need to speak to my attorney. And that's it. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you're an attorney because if I come to L.A. and have a march and a rally, I know who to call. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hold tight, you guys. I want to go to the phone line. I know we have um, Brian Anthony out of Atlanta, so um, I want to get him in really quick. Ron Anthony, you are live. What's good? Hey. Hey, I was listening. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I was listening in, and I wanted to comment on these churches. If you are listening, you all need to step it up because it's it's really, I got to say this, it's making the Lord look bad. I'm serious. I know people don't like when I speak, but I have to speak up because, as, as you all were saying about the churches need to do this and need to do that, they really do. And, I mean, no church has, only church that they, they are afraid to step up. And, I, and I, I'm just, I'm tired of it, honestly. Yeah, I'm surprised. You're in Atlanta, too, and there's the mega churches with all that, mm. that um, prosperity preaching and the, the Bentleys and everything. And, you know, so it makes me wonder, should I start up some new black church shows? You know, I did a whole string of shows on the prosperity preaching and all that stuff. Really quick, yeah. um, Ron and Arturo and yeah. Jared, I want to say to the, the folks that are just tuning in, um, the Correcting the System of Unequal Justice talk show, it represents the realization that there is a multi-headed, multi-tentacle monster out there devouring blacks who live in certain neighborhoods, point blank, period. Incarceration is just one aspect of this menace, but it is an overwhelming, damaging aspect. 
And our job on this new talk show would be to educate. It would be to work and achieve fairness and equity. And we'll be sounding the alarm about the unjust criminal justice system, and we're going to be demanding that our leaders and that those in power act now to halt this destructive, unfair treatment of our brothers and our sisters, especially our children. Um, and, and there's so much more also. It's so much more. And as I said at the top of the show, it is, you know, that is the whole basis of this show. So if you have any um, ideas or, or topics you want us to touch on, definitely um, you can email us at pr at eotmradio.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back and, and DM, me, DM me that way, as well as Gerald. And my Twitter um, is EOTMPR, and Gerald's Twitter is N-O-H-R-O-R-G. Okay, I'll give it back to you, Ron. <laughs> I know you were still talking. Yeah, Ron, um, Go ahead. Go ahead, Ron. Go ahead, Ron. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, I just want to say, Ron, yeah. first of all, I uh, – the situation that you went through, I just want to say that um, um, I, I prayed for you, whatever. And I know this is probably what I'm talking about. I just want to say just, just keep your strength, keep doing what you're doing. And um, when you say churches, you remember the time that uh, when the, the young gay guy was, was jumped on in, in, I think it was southwest yeah. Atlanta, and there was a church yeah. on every block, you know. Yeah. And my question is this, that did the churches uh, – direct the problem for this problem to occur. It seemed like they came out to recognize there's a problem going on at this particular store. But my question is, you know, was these churches around us, they was very active of solving these issues that's going on. So, And I'm glad that my dad was a minister, but he came out that pulpit. You know, our church was very, yeah, a person put God first, but we was very political on getting people registered to vote when issues do happen. Uh, we was out there marching and protesting, and I do agree with you. It's not going on right now, and I just don't understand it because uh, Jesus did his work outside the church, you know, and things like that. So I get very frustrated on that. So when you talk about the churches, I agree with you. I hope this might offend some people, but I'm with you on that. Churches need to be more involved in, in our community today. And, you know, I would like to think in – give honor where honor is due to Dr. Veronica Tucker. She came out. I mean, when we went out to the school when we had the rally, and she's with the House of Refuge. She's in a church, but she comes out of the building. She went mm-hmm. to the grounds with me, and people laughed at me. You know, they were like, you all look so crazy. She prayed over the grounds of the school when we before we went out to the rally. And, you know, I, 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 I just... This is stuff that we need to do because it's a spiritual war, and people just don't right. understand. Right. They don't. Well, and I, I, you know, even with my situation with my son, I mean, he's gone, and I'm still fighting. I mean, these people are still out. I mean, getting ready to start school again. Yeah, we just have to really, in your situation and, and for the people that are, are wondering what we're talking about, you know, um, Ron Anthony has if, if you Google Ron Anthony's name and um, his son Aaron Hatcher you have the whole story but he's in Atlanta his son was actually um, dis- it was a, he's a disabled youth um, going to school in Atlanta and um, he was actually um, 
murdered at the hands of his um, special needs teacher. So it's something that, you know, he's been fighting for the past couple, almost two years now. Um, Ron has just recently had, what, a double bypass heart surgery and overcame that, you know, all the, from the stress of everything that's going on with his case with the um, Fort County School District. So we definitely keep you in our prayers, Ron. And, yeah. and I think in regards to your case, you have a great you you'll have have a great testimony to be able to come back on and share with our listeners because you have started from the bottom to be able to get you know the you know Georgia um, justice system to pay attention to you. Um, you've been yeah. on CNN, you've been on ABC, CBS, you know you you've been everywhere telling a story, and then you've been lobbying. So you know you're doing making those steps to be able to create change. And, and listeners, what he's changing is just the way the laws are in, in Atlanta when it comes to protecting disabled youth because at, currently there's no even real structure to be able to um, find out if a, child, a disabled child has been mistreated. There's no paperwork, red trails, nothing. Nobody's held accountable for no. anything. And Ron Anthony is definitely doing some great things to be able to make change with that. And that's definitely something great to be able to add to what we're doing, Ron, because that's what, that's what it's all about. And I, I mentioned to Jerry at the top of the show that what, what the basis was about or the inspirations and stuff. And it was Gerald, of course, coming on, talking about all the great things that he's doing for all these different people in Atlanta and across the country. But it was you also because of the fight that you're currently doing. You're fighting. And it's a great thing to be able to see just, families, black and white, just coming together to be able to create change, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And, and this show is definitely not about just, a, you know, black power or anything like that. Because no. Most of my friends know I'm definitely not that type of person. I'm an African-American woman, but I'm not about black power. I'm about world power. I'm about peace. I'm about love. And that's what I want this whole, you know, everything to be about with this show. So I want to definitely say that I know that we got somebody else calling in from Elena, I want to say they're calling in from Athens. So I want to give them a little bit of Sean. Um, 706-425, you are live on EOTM Radio with Carla B. and Gerald E. Rose. How's it going? Greetings. Greetings. My name is Elena, and I am from Hull, Georgia, and I'm a member of the group with um, Gerald. And okay. New order. New order. <laughs> and, new I'm, order. I'm lo- and I'm loving what I'm hearing. I'm loving what um, Gerald is doing. Um my hat goes off to him, and um, if I'm available, if he needs me for anything, and I'm just proud to be a part of the new order. And and what I can say, thank you for calling in. And um, this young lady just joined the organization, Carla. She's a part of the criminal justice department. As a matter of fact, she even called Ron to give him some advice. So Ron is familiar with this young lady just called in. Yes. You know, so uh, I'm just this applause, and this show, Carla, we're going to be doing some great things, and I think this platform, uh, we're going to have some resources out there, not just having a radio show, but we're going to have some resources out there that we can lead people to, you know, mm-hmm. because, again, there's a lot of injustice going on uh, in the community. So uh, to the listeners, we will have some resources or if anybody's going through something, because I'm be honest with you, I don't have all the answers. That's why I would have a research team. Uh, to get on, get to get on, and see what they need to find. So when we do have this show, I can have people to direct them on which way, which way exactly, to go. And I just want exactly. to Elena, thank you for calling in. And I met her. She came down to our office this past Saturday, 
and she has a lot of experience. Uh, she has taught me some things in the short of maybe 72 hours that I met her. So I just want to say thank you for calling in and, and, and being a part of, of this program to change the justice system. Thank you. Thank you. Girl, really quick for our listeners out there that, because, I mean, I don't think that you've really um, shared with them, like, everything that your organization do, or did you? I, I don't know. But I definitely nope. wanted them to understand exactly what your organization does. It's called New Order National Human Rights Organization. We deal with racial profiling. Uh, we deal with, of course, we bring legal rest representation. We deal with school issues. Uh, criminal justice issues. We're going to be teaching classes, feeding homeless people. And we just don't wait on Christmas and, and Thanksgiving. You can get a, 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 a hot plate Monday through Friday uh, from 9 to 5. Uh, also, uh, we collect clothes and stuff to get from the homeless because, um, Carla, as you might know, uh, we're all one step of being homeless. You never know uh, that you people can go to work and get laid off, and now you have a resource where you get some clothes and stuff. So, um, I learned that from Hosea Williams, you know. So uh, I'm just applaud on what we're doing right now and the people that God is bringing me into the organization because we do put God first, you know. So we're not no radical organization. We are a human rights organization. I do aware the major problem was going on, but I know that we have our own issues as well. And the thing is showing unity. We have to work together. You know, it's all about working together because the, the situation went with Ron and, and Tina and Ruby. Uh, I can just go on and on. And then when you go out to get some assistance, uh, it seems like no one wants to wants to, to, to work together to help out. When I first heard Ron's story and I seen the paperwork, I was asking myself, why nobody else came on board to help this young man out? You know, his son was, I consider, murdered by the Fulton County school system, you know, so – um, this is not easy work, but I could just say that uh, we're not a perfect organization, but we not we will not leave you hanging. If we can't help, but we will um, get you to the right place and to the right time. Okay, all right, and that's great. That's that's great. You're doing so many great things. I want to um, definitely um, close out for some of the people that are calling in. As I mean, okay. as Arturo, did you have any um, closing comments? Um, I, um, I definitely wanted, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Again, I applaud your, what you're doing here, um, Carla. And if anyone needs assistance with um, the show, with um, any legal matters, please yes, always ma'am. feel free to contact me on uh, Facebook um, at Ateria Clark or Ateria's Law Firm. And, um, Can you spell that for me? Because it's a like me. Uh, <laughs> yes. My name is spelled A as in Apple, T as in Tom, Y R I A. And then if you just put that in, you'll find either my firm page or my personal page, and always yes. feel free to inbox me. And um, if there's any a way I can be of assistance in helping with rallies or helping with seminars, I'm totally welcome to do doing that because I really have um, a passion about this issue, and I, yes. I want to do all I can to get this changed because it's unacceptable yes. in 2012 that this is yes. what we're still facing in this country. Yes. So. I definitely agree. Thank you again. I want to say that um, she's my hiking buddy. Also, we need oh, to yes. make our way up to Runyon Canyon this weekend. Yes. Too, so. This weekend is on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm going to definitely hit you up. Thanks again, Akira. You have a great evening, and thanks so much. We'll definitely be keeping you in the midst of it all, considering your okay. background and everything. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you, Carla. No problem. 
Ron Anthony um, wanted to see if you had any um, last words. But before I uh, even got to you, I want to say to the people in the chat room, thank you. I see one of my besties ever. She's a, I'm an artist. Her name is Mama Kim, also known as Kimberly Williams. You're a sweetheart. Thanks for supporting. You know, she's always supporting. And it's what people do. It's what great people do. Great minds think alike and support each other. So I want to say, hey, what's up to my girl? Kimberly, thanks for, for holding tight with us tonight. Um, go ahead, Ron. Okay, I would just like to um, say thank you. I'd like to thank everybody for today with the show that we had, 3OTM Atlanta, um, with Gerald Rose. I thank everyone for calling in tonight, the chat room, and for praying for me. And I ask that you all keep me in your prayers and that the healing with this open-heart surgery goes away. <laughs> but I thank you all for um I just want the healing to come so I can get do more. And yeah. I'm asking this, I'm asking you all to keep me in your prayers mentally because it is very hard going through this and knowing that my son is not here and every all the other kids I'm they're there. You know, the other parents they're there, you know, and I'm the only one that my son is not there. I know a lot of people, uh, some people have said some bad things about the situation on the blogs and stuff, but I ask you all to pray for them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to keep my family in your prayers. Yes, yes. And also what we need to do, I'm wrong with you, um, I think more, I think there's not enough support within the African-American communities when it comes to supporting and donating and things of that sort because you still have a huge legal um, expenses that you're trying to cover. So um, if anybody wanted to donate in regards to Ron Anthony's situation with his son, what he's going through, if you need to Google the situation, definitely do that under Ron Anthony or Ronald Hatcher. And what is your Gmail um, associated with your PayPal, um, Ron? The the Gmail is... Ron Anthony, it's R-A-H-N-A-N-T-H-O-N-I, music at gmail.com. And please yeah. get the shirts. Get the yeah. shirts, please. Yeah, there, and that's all going it towards. Helps. Yes, yes, it's going towards the whole legal, you, it, it, legal defense. It's a, it's a, when people see that on the shirt, believe me, they ask questions. Mm-hmm. They talk about it. So I right, ask right. you to please help with getting the shirts. Yes, yes, yes. And how much are the shirts? Well, the shirts are only ten dollars, and then okay. it's like three dollars for the shipping and handling. So I, okay. I, I ask you. Mhm, mhm. Awesome. Definitely. But Ron, I just want to say about it. Yeah, Ron, okay. you just make sure you keep yourself together as well. You know, I'm always going to be yeah. praying for you. Like you're like a brother to me now. It's funny how you be telling me keep doing what you're doing. Don't think yeah. everybody. More smiling in your face, I understand it's done with the territory. You know, people are going to talk, but you know what? Long, like you said, like I said, as long as I continue to put God first, I'm going to continue to do what I'm going to do because people are going to talk anyway. Right, you know, right, that's right. their life. They talked about Jesus Christ, so I understand the territory. So uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Just just keep yourself healthy, man. That's the main thing as well. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, All right. definitely. Our, our time is almost up, but I did want to also say um, – um, again, Ron, you know I got your back 24-7. Um, yeah. Love you to death. Um, keep doing what you're doing. You're inspiring so many people. I want to also say I know that um, my, my sister, um, Sweet, she's a sexy diva. She has a show under the network as well. 
Um, she just recently had well, a good friend of ours has just recently passed, and I just wanted mm. to um, just to stay on air. He had actually a heart attack. Um, he passed a couple of days ago, and she took it really hard. And 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 Tracy just let them know again that you know condolences goes out to to you that entire family. Um, and you know he's in a better place. You know we could definitely know that. Rest assured that he is definitely in a better place. So, Tweety, I just wanted to say that and then also acknowledge that you are there, been checking out the show for the duration as well. So, thank you for that. I, you know, definitely appreciate people, you know, supporting us and stuff because they could be doing anything else. Um, um, Jared, I'm going to give it to you in a second, but I just want to say really quick um, there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to talk about, and we want to definitely. Um, talk about some of the things that you want us to talk about as well. So make sure if you have any show topics, um, email us pr at eotmradio.com. Again, that's pr at eotmradio.com. Um, and then Gerald will give you his information as well. Um, yeah, so go ahead, Gerald. Well, first of all, again, I'm very excited. This, this is going to be a nice show. And like I said, um, you could email New Order at N1992 at yahoo.com. We're going to be taking all comments and, and, and ideas because this is your show. Uh, this is for the listeners or whatever. It's just to us get information to go out and, again, to be to be proactive, you know. So uh, when you're talking about the justice system and talking about juveniles, that's a touching subject, especially mm-hmm. for me. You know, even my own son uh, got into a situation. So it doesn't matter who you are. It can happen. So um, I want everybody to be just like Ron or whatever, you know, fight for your children. You know, them are babies. You know, that's our future, you know. And, and, and sometimes when uh, I know uh, we had an event at our building the, the other day and it was kids just running around and things and I was telling them to sit down and these kids was actually looking at me like I was crazy, Carla. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. first instinct, I'm like, okay, what's going on at home? Because when my mom gave me that look, when my dad gave me that look, Ain't no keep doing what you're doing, you know. I don't believe in child abuse, but I believe in whoopings, you know, because it's all about this. Because if not, like you said, they're going to be in somebody's courtroom not listening. So um, this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful show, you know, and I'm just excited that we came together to brainstorm and get the real issues. And they just all about a black agenda. We know what's going on, but it's just a fact. I know New Order is known for human rights for all God's children. Yes, yes, you know, yes. Right. Thank you for saying that. Right, and, and, and I'm going to be coming up with some good topics, agendas. It might be touchy a little bit, but this, right. is, all, this is all what about because everybody has an uh, opinion, their personal right. opinion. Just because exactly. if we don't work together and mm-hmm. solve these issues, we're going to continue to lose our, our young people on a day-to-day basis. Right. Right, um, that's true. And, and Jerry, I want you to say something that's really quick, because um, you were talking about the juvenile justice system, so I don't know, maybe somebody out there, um, a parent is, is going through something with their, their teenage child and you're thinking about putting them in the system. Let me just give you a little bit of advice, and I've actually been there, done that. Um, I had a lot of issues with uh, some of my teenagers as they were growing up, and you know teenagers to be a little bit difficult. Um, right. I, I I was a I was a student and I worked full time at a couple jobs. So I every, I was very overwhelmed. I was a single mom and I had a daughter that was getting into trouble and I put her in the system. Um, it was unruly child. I put her in the system. I remember when I was initiating the process, the probation officer he was like, 
are you sure you want to do this? It was a black guy. And he was like, don't do it, don't do it. The only thing I was thinking about was, okay, she needs, she's not listening to me, you know, she's getting in the system. But if I would have really took his advice, don't put your child in the system, please. Don't, if you don't, if they're not killing you, do not put them in the system. Get them some help. Get, do something else, but do not put them in the system because the juvenile system is, is no better than the, the adult system. It's even worse at times. And just from the research that I've done, it's like, it says like from the very beginning of the 20th century, the founders of the juvenile court, they, they had great aspirations for the treatment of our children, but it definitely hasn't been realized since the 20th century. Um, it's so many different things that we'll talk about, but, like, as a result of the coexistence of, like, national anti-drug efforts and zero-tolerance campaigns, um, you think things are, 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 are put in place to be able to help our children, but you have to read the fine lines and stuff. And the first things first, definitely pay more attention to your children. Um, touch them, feel them, talk to them. Um, do not put them in the system if you can all help. And, and the way I, I actually, my daughter, I actually completed a petition for unruly child. So that's how my child got into the system. And um, everything is great now. She, you know, you know, a great, great adult living, doing her thing. But those were like two years, probably two of the hardest years of her life. So right. um, definitely, yeah, that is definitely. And we'll be talking a lot about the juvenile justice system. Yeah, I'm very excited. I wish I wish our show was tomorrow night, Carla, but I know we got to wait. Yeah, we're going to talk about it, definitely. I did want to um, close up the show with a quote. Um, did you have a quote as well, Gerald, that you wanted to share? Well, basically, I just want to say that uh, I always say this everywhere I go. I say, without unity, there's no power. Without power, um, there's no change. And basically what I'm saying is that it takes unity. Uh, of course, that means that you have large numbers. You have power. When you have power, you have power to change things. When you have power to change things, we get things done. This is like getting out to vote, you know, um, um, saving one's um, child or just uh, having events or whatever so they can say, wow, all them people came out to this, you know, like when they came out for Trayvon Martin, they put so much pressure, so much pressure that, I mean, we had a lot of unity of power that the man Mm -hmm. ended up getting arrested. See, I know that. So Mm -hmm. that's what I like Hold on, and I'm just, and I think that we can do that. Matter of fact, right. like Krista Wilson is calling on another line, the, the young lady that we uh, did the talk mm-hmm. show earlier today. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, we, just want to end with that. Okay, thanks so much, Gerald. I'm definitely I'm looking forward to, to our next show, and I'll leave with this quote, you guys. It's by um, James Baldwin. It goes like this, if you can't be touched, you can't be changed. And if you can't be changed, you can't be alive. Marinate on that, y'all. We'll check you next time on Correcting the System of Unequal Justice right here on EOTMRadio.com. Good night, y'all.